Profanity Nation. Yeah, it's the new era of man for some old school fans with a new school brand. We got money on the mic with the plan in hand. And step back to his left, they go hand in hand. And to the right, we got Simster, he putting it down. It's the Profanity Nation, we running the town. Yeah, it's the Profanity Nation. Profanity Nation. And welcome to the show. Welcome to the Profanity Nation podcast. We are the voice of the professional fan. Joined here, as usual, by our boy Money Mike. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Look Let's at that it. shirt. Let me see that thing. Hold that out. Wash your hands. Come on, y'all. Wash your hands. We want to go out in the world. That is a see statement you guys shirt right there. That's a profanity wear statement shirt right That's there. Right. <laughs> Stat Pat, what's going on? Hey, man. I'm, do I'm doing good, man. It's been uh, a crazy week, but, uh, you know, I'm finally here to do the show with my fellas so and hang out with the fans yeah right? man where are we at well, you know we in this bitch right? there it is <laughs> there it is there it is okay so again as usual we are live on facebook and youtube but we have started something special in the last few weeks money mike we are on clubhouse as well what room are we in so people can join us we are in the los angeles lakers fan club on clubhouse they are listening live right now and everyone listening on the los angeles lakers fan club on clubhouse we will be chiming in with you real soon they are watching the game hey hey i gotta say something about clubhouse real Real quick, All real right, quick. Let's go. Hey, is my girl, my girl, what's her name? My, my girl, Allison, you there? <laughs> Allison. Oh, yeah, I'm here. Okay, I'm going to tell y'all what happened. So I'm over in, on Clubhouse earlier today, just minding my business, you know, 12, 1 o'clock Pacific time. And then we're just talking about, you know, Lakers, drumming, trade and everything. And Miss Allison goes and says, hey, guys, hey, guys, I want to interrupt. I have Gloria James on the phone. <laughs> LeBron James' mom <laughs> was on the phone. Okay, let's talk about it. And you know, I, I am a, a little bit of a critic of uh, LeBron James, <laughs> but you know what? I was scared. And I really got an epiphany because I was like, wait a minute, the things I've been saying about LeBron, I can't say. To wow. his mom. That's all it took was Clubhouse? So, yeah, to Clubhouse. Oh, my God. Thank you guys so for coming out. Oh, my God. Him, so, thank you, Allison. Getting him on, on track. This guy been off the rails for a long minute. So, so I'm so happy that you guys. So, so because of Allison, <laughs> uh -huh. I am going, what's today's date? It's 8, what, 35, uh, March 28th. 28th. I am not going to be as critical on LeBron because I cannot wow. say it back to his mom. Okay, eight thirty-five on March twenty-eighth. Do you hear how conditional that was? No, 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 no. We'll he's like, he's not going to make it through the show. No, he's not. He's no, not no, going to no. make it. No. <laughs> so, today, today, because Miss Allison did that, it's all love for LeBron. All right. Okay. All thank, you, Allison. Allison. thank you, Miss Allison. That is awesome. Because thank when you. she brought her mom on, I was like, oh my god, like I yeah. thought I was in trouble. Yeah. All right. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. We will hop right back to Clubhouse, but we've got some important updates here as usual. We. We've got our updates coming from one of our resident doctors. Oh, we've got athletic trainer of high endurance athletes. We've got former Lakers athletic trainer, Marco Nunez. Marco, how are you doing tonight? Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me here. I'm doing great. Great, great. Excellent. Okay, so there's a little bit of news coming out that maybe AD is, is kind of on the downhill slope of his injury. Uh, what do you know? What can you tell us, Laker fans, to get our hopes up and uh, <laughs> start keeping our fingers crossed that we could put a couple wins back together here? Yeah, so I think on Saturday was one of the first times that they saw him on the court as far as pregame, kind of getting some some shots up and kind of testing that foot or the, or the, the Achilles, which is a, a great sign for him to kind of get out there. 
Um, obviously, the training staff will kind of slowly progress him and, and see how he does. I, I don't recall, and I, I, I saw a little bit of a snippet, a little video, but I don't recall if he was getting any, any major jump shots or any kind of really explosive jumping up, which is fine. Um, you have to kind of test it out and stay on the ground before you get to that level. Obviously, you don't want to go from zero to 60, and then all of a sudden you kind of have a little bit of setback. So that's a huge positive sign. One, I'm sure they, they're going to monitor him, see how he felt during the day. And then two, the second thing you want to monitor and see how he, felt, he feels the next day, whether there's any soreness, any issues. And if there isn't, then they'll go ahead and slowly progress him to the next level, to the next level, to the next level. Ultimately, the goal is for him to be able to get out there and, and play in what's called an uncontrolled environment, meaning he plays one-on-one -on -one with another other player, or he finally gets into what's called a script game during practice where he runs up on up and down the court before he actually gets into a game that's what we're hoping that he'll get to how long should we expect until ad's back into game shape after an injury like this um well the, you know obviously he has the the the, the, the cap issue that, that he had and then he also has the achilles tendon um slowly by slowly you know these are athletes so one thing about athletes and you know i tell all, all my friends and everybody there's a reason why they're professional there's sometimes a little bit of, of mutant so to speak that their genetic makeup is not normal like everybody else so for somebody to come you know that, that that's an athlete to be able to get back to shape you'll be surprised how quickly they get back into shape especially when they've been already playing compared to the average joe all right Great. What do you know about LeBron and how he's doing? So I think the uh, you guys mentioned that the Los Angeles fan club had uh, Miss Gloria James on there, and I think she might have broken a little bit of news earlier today that she mentioned that I think LeBron was yeah that she would do, that he's doing very well. I think she kind of came up with a little bit of a timeline of uh, three to four weeks, which is actually positive because that actually puts him yeah, within that four, with, uh, probably within three weeks. I, I think. Uh, here the better option yeah that's for sure. you know what she said three weeks and thank you for the prayers i was like okay i got prayer for him yeah, too. you need to start praying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> which is good which kind of puts him within that four to six weeks 46 week timeline but i think closer to the four weeks it's been what it's been about a week and a half since this yeah. is the injury occurred so if you look at a plus of three weeks you're looking at about four and a half weeks which kind of puts him within that 46 week timeline which is which is great news because you're looking at the lower end and like i mentioned you know usually this timeline 46 weeks is just general for the general public um these are athletes, and obviously sometimes these these uh, timelines don't apply to athletes. I remember th this timeline never, ever applied to Kobe. Kobe was completely different, so I'm sure it doesn't normally apply to another athlete like LeBron. Okay, so um, also uh, we'll, uh, check in on Andre Drummond. You hear anything on him, uh, any injuries? Um, How long will it take him to get into game shape, do you think? It's been a while. Yeah, so I think from my understanding, he hasn't played like a game since what February fifteenth, if I'm not mistaken. But he has been training and he has been conditioning, so that's a that's a positive sign as well. Now, the one side, downside to it is that training one on one, training with the team, is different than actually being what's called game shape. Then you kind of get out there and actually play with the opponent. Again, same thing. These are athletes. They're professionals. Um, their genetic makeup is made differently compared to everybody else. So once he kind of gets up there, they'll probably kind of get him on the treadmill, kind of get his conditioning up, his heart rate, make sure they monitor him. Because the, la the last thing they want to do is either push him a little too quick, and then he ends up with what, a compensation injury or an issue. So they'll push him and, and gradually as they see fit, and then hopefully get him in there soon, as quickly as soon as possible. That's right. And get him worked into the uh, to the offense and to the defense. Mm -hmm. Most importantly, yeah, most, right? importantly. Yeah. most importantly, excellent. Uh, be sure. Thank you, Marco, as always, for joining us. Be sure to tell everybody how to keep up with you and uh, keep in touch online, please. 
Sure. You guys can follow me on Instagram at MarcoANunis17. If you guys have any uh, sports-related injuries, questions, recovery, make sure you go ahead and DM me. We also have a channel on Clubhouse, myself and Dr. Nima Moran, a former uh, orthopedic surgeon with the Lakers as well, on uh, the training room, 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We'll go to about uh, 10, 10 p.m. So as soon as you guys are done watching here the Profanity Nation, make sure to jump on board with us. Head over there. Appreciate you. Thank you, as Marco. Thank you, as always. Thank you, gentlemen. We'll see you Thank next you, week. Thank you, man. We'll talk to you. Excellent. Marco's always great. Okay, so that's good news. Yeah. Okay, yes. now you you held that Mama James update. We didn't you didn't tell us yeah, that. You I, told her she came on, but you didn't tell us that she said that he's doing good. Yeah, really? yeah, he said he's doing good. She thanked everybody for the prayers inside the uh Laker fan club and said she would love to be back in the Lakers fan club, which I thought was awesome. That is cool. And you know, and like I said, I felt like, man, I was like, uh oh. I mean, yeah, yeah I it tells you uh, for, for a fact that you never know who's listening. That's the, <laughs> and you that never know. the power yeah. of Clubhouse, Los Angeles Lakers. Well, fan club. The Los Angeles fan club. This is like the best uh, club in you know, on Clubhouse. They, Absolutely. They've just got 5,000 uh, Twitter they, followers. So they're, they're growing. Well, they, I'm yeah, happy they're to be part of it. That's for sure. sure. Yeah, Definitely. They're, they're cranking it. We love being part of it. All that's right. for sure. Okay. We have a guest with us, guys. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this one here. In fact, this one here actually came from you. You made this from Clubhouse. Go ahead and explain a little bit of what happened. Then we'll bring him in, please. This is why Clubhouse is so amazing. Exactly. I mean, we I was just hanging out with Clubhouse. We was talking and it was a nice young lady named Jill that said, hey, guys, I don't really want to talk. I'm just listening to you commentary. And then she started saying that she had a husband that was a Laker fan that converted to a Clipper fan. And I was like, wait, what? Who does that? <laughs> <laughs> so I immediately said, well, I got to follow Jill. I got to DM her and say, <laughs> will your husband come on the show? Because I want to know how you can be part of a championship organization to be a Clipper fan. So we're here to right. hear his story. Thank yes, you, Jill. Let's, let's introduce. We have Matt Johnston on the, on the line. In studio, on studio, but virtually joining us, and he's going to be going off with that background there. We talked about that earlier, but that, that, background, we'll that background is dirty. Matt Johnson, former Lakers fan, now Clippers fan. Okay, Matt. Well, we got to tell him about the background, though. Well, the background. We'll, we'll go ahead. And we'll <laughs> zoom in. We'll zoom in on his background. Okay, yeah. Matt's got a beautiful background there. Not only, of oh. course, he's a Clipper. Oh, there you go. No problem. Not only is he, a, is it a Clippers background, but he chose a Clippers versus Celtics just to rub it in. Right. right. With Rondo on the team. With Rondo on the team. So just I think, I think he, that was strategically planned. What, what do you think, Matt? <laughs> there you go. Yeah, well, we'll soon to be coming back from uh, Staples Center one of these days, right? Absolutely, yeah. for sure. Absolutely. Okay, so Matt, explain to us a little bit. Okay, so you were a Lakers fan. How long were you a Lakers fan? And let's start there. Uh, wh why did you become a Lakers fan? Why are you a basketball fan and so forth? Oh, so I, Matt, I love you know, <clears throat> I love sports. So I've loved the Lakers since uh, – so I grew up in Wisconsin, and I wasn't supposed to be a Lakers fan So because uh, uh, Kareem was traded. And so we all hated, you know, the Lakers because of that. But um, I became a Lakers fan uh, in 1980 uh, when Magic got traded because my dad went to uh, Michigan State. So and so I've been a Lakers fan ever since. And um, I don't know. You know, it's funny because everybody I've lived in Los Angeles since 1990. And everybody that knows me knows what a big time Lakers fan I am. And something happened. I mean, I, I can't really explain it, but, um, you know, last couple of years, it's just my, my love for the Lakers just left and, uh, uh, still, 
you know, keep an eye on them, but not like I, I mean, I used to watch every game, you know, all of a sudden the Clippers started, uh, you know, I have a lot of connections. I mean, Doc uh, went to school, college in, in, uh, in, in Milwaukee where I grew up and I actually took the bus with them. And I was like, I was like Doc. So um, I'm like, I, you know, started watching the Clippers and I started liking their grit and uh, I thought they had a lot going on there. And, you know, I felt like they represented um, who I was better than the Lakers were at that time. I mean, I, uh, huh. I mean, I've been to so damn many Laker games and so, you know, I love the, love them. You lo- used to love them, but it's just gone now. I can't explain it. That's right. Now, well, it, it has to be something more, man. What made, you know, you divorced the Lakers. Yeah. Well, divorced the Lakers and then, you know, you, you got with the Clippers. Like, <laughs> I, you know, it's, it's funny because we talked last weekend about coming out and I was thinking about it and I'm like, well, now, now, yeah. and, and so, you know, uh, trying to, I think when they started bringing in like the marquee player and trying to build around the team, like when they brought in D12 and D12 was just, you know, trying to take over the Lakers and, and who they were. And it was just that like, was come on, dude, this is the Lakers. And it, it, it was really bothering me. Mm-hmm. And, and then when we got LeBron and I'm going to be careful because LeBron's well, not well, Lakers. Stop, stop, stop. Let the record show say, that you said we got LeBron. It's still in there. There's hope for you yet, Matt. <laughs> I, you know, it just that all the priorities seem to shift. And, you know, it, everybody that was coming back in the stadium, I mean, there's been, I would just got through the dog years and I just got excited about all these draft picks. And, you know, the, the team was just a mess. I mean, the like Mozgov trade and, or signing and, you know, all that crap we were burdened with. And then we had this young core of people and we're like, okay, LeBron's going to teach them how to play. And then they're gone. And it's like, I don't know this team. I do not know who the Lakers are. And everybody that was at the games were there just to see. I didn't recognize the fans in the stands. And, you know, everybody's, you know, pushing and trying to get, you know, to the front and and all this stuff. And the, the true fans that I was around, they're gone. And then LeBron gets hurt, and it was like, you know, uh, without, you know, criticizing anybody, but I don't think he was very interested in the team for the second half of the season that year. No. And and so, you know, it just really bothered me. And then all of a sudden, you know, when the Clippers were supposed to tank, they didn't. And then Jerry comes on, and he starts doing Jerry stuff. And I'm like, this is where I want to be, you know. He pulls off the Tobias trade, and I'm like, and then he gets Zubak, and I'm like, I love Zubak, and <laughs> you know, and so it was like, wow, and so I just started watching their games, and from there, then all of a sudden they got Kawhi, and you know, they're a lot of fun. PG's a an adventure, but um, you know, I, I Pat Bev, I mean, those are the dogs that you know, that's that's the team for me. So you've basically been a Clipper fan, what would we say, three years or so. Two and a half, yeah. Two and a half, three years. Two, right. two and a half, three years, yeah. So I gotta ask. So Lakers won the championship. It, yeah, it, it didn't you... take long for you to feel the Clippers buzz. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, how did you feel about the three-one, the three-one debacle? Oh man, that was so brutal. I mean, it was so brutal. I, I... Were, were, were you regretting? It's like, man, no. I, I should be a Lakers fan. <laughs> I no, gotta, no. Man. Um, 
you know, it was one of those like uh, you got to like. So I'm okay with it because I got to feel a little bit of pain to be a fan. So uh, you know, I'm just kind of talking that one up to being uh, part, you know, a fan. But uh, that that I mean, they just that team that th those three losses in a row were, were just. I mean, it was a train train wreck happening. You know, you could see it coming a mile away. Um, <laughs> I was happy for LA that they you know the Lakers won, but you know, honestly, I. You know, uh, the passion that was there is not there. Okay. So I was going to ask you a question um, when it comes to uh, just in in terms of winning a championship and either this year or next year or, you know, just within the, you know, I would say the Kawhi window because I'm thinking that might be something that you guys should start worrying about. Um, I don't know how committed he is to that team. And a lot of people are – buying into the Clippers based upon the way they're constructed now. I think in about a couple of years, that team can be broken up. And if that happens, the the same, like, because Lou Will is now gone. That's a part of the identity that I thought that the Clippers had, especially when they came with their six-man and yeah, with their bench. Him and Trez. And so now you got, you know, yeah, Trez is with us now. So it's like the the team that, we, that was gritty under – um, Doc Rivers is slowly starting to see that they're adding new Already. And, and it's not the same team as it was before. It's not as gritty as mm -hmm. it was before. And I'm just wondering, do you think that they you have the enough pieces this year as constructed to win a championship? And if they don't have the pieces, what do you anticipate them doing in the offseason to get to that point? You know, I, they, they've got to do something. I, I think getting Rondo is going to help a lot. Uh, cause they needed a glue guy. I mean, Pat Bev is kind of that glue guy that, you know, kind of keeps everybody together and puts his ego on his side, but I mean, they need, they need glue guys. I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, the, the, some of the same things that were bothering me about, you know, the Lakers, all of a sudden they're getting these bolt-ons that are just like, you know, the, the best, the best agent available or the best, uh, you know, sign and trade. And all of a sudden you're like, but does that fit? And, uh, I agree. I think, uh, you know, not only if, uh, you know, Kawhi goes somewhere else or if he, he continues to deteriorate. I mean, the, the Clippers have traded away their future. And the, but the one that I'm, I like how Lawrence Frank puts things together and sees things that aren't there. I like the way Jerry West, I like, I like their, I trust their brain trust mm -hmm. um, to kind of see things that aren't there, see opportunities that, uh, you know, the whole Tobias uh, Harris trade. I mean, like, no one saw that coming. And all of a sudden, boom, he's gone, and that's freeing up the, the way to get Kawhi. And, you know, and then Zubak comes for, uh, I don't know, some throwaway guy. Um, and so, I, 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 but I agree. I think, you know, I think actually they're building around PG-13, and that's a little bit concerning. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they paid him. Well, that, least, that's, the guy, that's the guy who took who signed the dotted line. Right. Right. So yeah. I'm going to ask you first and I'm going to go over to Clubhouse because, you know, they're they're in the house. Clubhouse is in the house. Do you think Rondo is the answer for you guys to not blow a 3-1 lead? Well, if he's playoff Rondo, yeah. Um, you know, I mean, that's that's the big if. I mean, but right now we don't really have a point guard that's creating for anybody. And, you know, getting Terrence Mann freed up to go play like he did last night, um, this could be what we need. Uh, but we do. We have been struggling. I mean, they, and and I, 
love to watch sports. I played basketball, but I'm not an expert analysis. You know, we've got Reggie Jackson last year, and that was the point guard we needed, right? Mm-hmm. And then he wasn't. Um, and he wasn't. so we've um, lived that many years as the Lakers, the point guard we thought we needed, and then he yeah. wasn't. For you really quick, uh, Matt, if you would, um, as a Clipper fan right now, I'm curious when, when you're considering um, getting through the playoffs and getting to a title championship, what team do you see in front of you? I'm really curious. Do you see the Lakers or do you see the Nets? Uh, I see the Lakers. I mean, I, I, well, I mean, I see them both, but I see the Lakers. I mean, I think the, for the Clippers and the, and just as a mindset thing, just even being a fan and talking to a few fans that are out there, I mean, everybody's. We got to get past the Clippers, our Lakers. We've got, you know, we've got to, you know, come out of the West, and um, you know, we'll see if we can do that. I see what happens when you know the. I mean, the last three games against the Nuggets, when the fourth quarter rolled around, you could just see you know they rolled over. Everybody Uh, tighten up. So I'm I'm gonna ask this question. Uh, Let's have clubhouse is now open. Clubhouse, right? Hey, crispy. Do you think the Clippers could get past the Lakers with Rondo? Um, n- not at all. Rondo is not the answer whatsoever, and um, I don't even think the Clippers are going to make it to the Western Conference Finals. To be honest, I believe it's going to be the Lakers versus the Nuggets. Um, at this point, um, so yeah, Rondo is not the answer. <laughs> Rondo is not the answer. I do have a question though: Why the Clippers? Why did you choose the Clippers out of all organizations? You could have picked from when you left the Lakers. Why the Clippers? Because they're here. I like going to games, and because of Doc and uh, Pat Bev, um, mostly because of Doc. Um, and then they fired him. Um, but uh, you know, um, but uh, Pat Bev, and, and you know, just the that, that pretty much that's it. They they were on my local team now. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I got you. Well, let's get someone else's opinion because you know we we don't want. Hey, Allison, what, yeah. do, you, do you think Rondo is the answer to get past the Lakers? Absolutely not. I don't think he is the answer. I think he could be. I'm not convinced that Rondo's going to be at 100 percent as far as effort and interest. Um, I think he made it clear he wanted to get paid this year. That's what he did, and uh, I don't think we can expect much more from Rondo. I, um, so I I want to go go ahead and I, I don't. I think Matt is actually saying that he thinks Rondo is the answer here. Okay, no, okay. Saying, so I don't, so I don't want to. I mean, no, I, I, no, I think Rondo enables the answer. He like enables. He, we know that he's not the answer. He's a point guard. He's going to give them something, but the heavy lifting is going to have to go on PG and Kawhi. They didn't show up last time in the fourth quarter, and they they have they have to do it now. In terms of giving them something that they haven't gotten before. I think Rondo does that for them. Now, is that going to be enough to get them in a hump? We should all know that's not what it is. But we do know that Rondo, if he is playoff Rondo, and we have to go ahead and contend with him, we are going to have to contend with him. And he might just drop 14, you know, and 12 on us. And we're just going to have to be ready for that. Now, is that going to be enough to make sure the rest of the other guys are going to be getting off? Hopefully not. But, I mean, I don't think my man Matt is saying that. Woo, you well, we, championship, we, we got, baby. Hey, Rondo. He, he, hey, he right now is a – Rondo didn't put us over the top. That's for sure. Right, okay, thank you. Well, thank I mean, you for I'm the just, clarification. I, 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 just I think want, people are 
kind of <laughs> didn't understand. Okay, well, you hey, knew he was coming to a Laker room, like you know. So hey, oh, yeah. I gotta ask the questions, right? You don't mind, right, Matt? <laughs> no, I, you know what? I do have to tell you that Rhino was the only player I liked on the Lakers last year. So. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> on that note, that was a bitter pill for me to swallow, man. That was <laughs> like <laughs> I had to learn it like that. It's a quiet taster. Matt, thank you for joining us. We're going to continue with the show. You're more than welcome to stick around. Uh, we're going to get to some Lakers talk. We have women's history. And, of course, we're going to touch base on the legend that we lost. Uh, but first, we actually have to pay a bill. So, everybody, stick with us. Don't leave. We are the Profanity Nation, the voice of the professional fan. We have Money Mike, Step Pat, yours truly, Simster, and here with guest Matt Johnston, uh, former Lakers fan, and, of course, the Los Angeles Lakers fan club on Clubhouse. All right. We'll be right back. Thank you. Hey guys, you got to check out the Pure Life Alternative Wellness Center. It's a family-owned and operated pre-ICO, Prop D compliant, and recreational collective serving Chatsworth, the San Fernando Valley, and the surrounding Los Angeles areas. They offer discounts for all our veterans and seniors 55 plus, as well as first-time patient and referral discounts. You can order online at purelifesfv.org. That's purelifesfv.org. Hey, welcome back to the show. Thank you very much. Again, the Profanity Nation podcast. We are joined by guest Matt Johnston, former Lakers fan, now a huge diehard Clippers fan. <laughs> Money Mike, Stat Pat, yours truly, Simpson. Of course, we're live on Clubhouse right now in Los Angeles Lakers fan club room. Uh, I believe that's Lakers Nation Channel CH on Twitter is what they're pushing that with right now. Uh, we'll make sure that that's correct, but I do believe that's right. Um, okay, so let's get to some Lakers. Lakers news, guys. Okay, so while they are playing a game, I mean, can somebody stop D Dwayne Bacon? Dwayne, there's always I mean, somebody Christ, who has a highlight seriously. here against the Lakers. That's for sure. Okay, yeah, twenty-two um, points, man. Exactly, twenty-two points, eight rebounds. Cook that know. bacon. They're cooked. The he's cooking up. <laughs> what, what's the um, score right now? Man, it'll pop up. Um, okay, so we have uh, Lakers actually did get a pickup you guys in the buyout market now this isn't a big surprise everybody sort of suspected that this was going to happen mm -hmm. um but it did happen and boy can the lakers use this man uh andre drummond is now going to be a laker and we needed that bad guys yes mm -hmm. yes marcus all was not working out at least as a big guy not in the manner that we needed him to be a backup now for trez and or for ad mm -hmm. just he's a different player than that um what does drummond give us that um, so he's, first of all, he's going to give us an actual legit presence in the uh, you know in the middle. Uh, he's definitely, he averaged seventeen and twelve, so that's going to show up. Um, a lot of people think he's trash, which I think is find hilarious. The only reason I find that hilarious is because they're going to find out real quick. Okay, when he gets in there between the lines with some competent players like. LeBron, like AD, anybody else that's on the team that got championship medal, mm -hmm. you're gonna see him gonna raise his his level of play, um, and you can't you can't deny the fact that he's gonna be the the rebounding presence what we need, and that's one thing about it, you know, rebounding equals you know championship, just like uh, Pat Riley said, you know, you got to be able to rebound the ball if you can consistently keep them off the glass. Then we have, you know, we love to go, get out in transition. It's just yep. going to help our Stop overall the game. chance points. And, 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 and so that's what I believe that, you know, um, that he's going to give us. And I'm, I'm looking forward to it, actually. Now, wouldn't you say you said that a lot of people think he's done, trash, whatever the situation may be. 
doesn't that go just because the league has moved away from big men and they don't simply, they just don't value big men. His stats are there money. Yeah. I mean, they're there. It's what we need, but the league just doesn't value big men anymore. Unless you're a guy who can pull out and hit a three on a consistent basis. If you can't do that, mm-hmm. you're, you're totally undervalued. I mean, you're right. Because, you know, honestly, I don't understand why the Cleveland felt like they, they had to get rid of a 17 guy. Like mm-hmm. this guy was performing, you know, he wasn't, uh, I didn't have an attitude problem. Like he wasn't arguing with anybody or like, not you, know, a locker room he, issue. you know, yeah. So I don't understand why they actually wanted to buy him out. I mean, um, and let him go. But I would say to them, thank you because we definitely could use him. Oh yeah. Uh, and, and we didn't have to give up anybody. No, so, no so that's, that's exactly what we needed. Yeah, by so, the way. yeah. So that's the perfect thing for us to come in. He's an instant starter. Um, he could definitely uh, stabilize what's going on now uh, with, you know, AD and LeBron been hurt for at least what, three to four weeks yep. uh, now. Yeah, and three to four. And we know he, you know, he is uh, going to be an instant spark on everything he'd be able to do while they're gone. And then when they come back, even better because now he could kind of, um, you know, go back and forth between uh, AD and Drummond, and we we'll still have almost, not almost the same player, but the same production almost. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know, because AD can shoot threes and Drummond obviously can't. But other than that, you you you're not losing much on production. No, and you're gonna get once you have them both on the court at the same time, you're gonna get that kind of like that that twin tower effect that we had before when we had JaVale in there starting games or when we had um, um, Dwight Howard mm-hmm, in there. Mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. saying that he had exactly. the same, you know, um, um, shot blocking ability. However, he's a, definitely a bigger presence than, like you said before, Mark Gasol. Um, God bless him. He's helping us out how he could. But, I mean, we knew that he was limited. Um, so, but we were just hopefully he was going to be a stopgap until we got to the playoffs and then use him in, you know, situations. Usually uh, when people talked about him, it was always pertaining to how he's going to defend Jokic or, or the bigger men um, that are in the league. Um, because we know that when it comes to those small balls, we're just going to go ahead and run, you know, uh, AD at the five, and then they're going to just shred any small ball lineup out there. So, um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how he fits in there. I think we have a squad now, I mean, a good starting five when healthy. Um, it's going to be hard. I mean, especially if the we raise back our uh, defensive intensity, mm-hmm. uh, which we we're going to hold would, our hands. You would on. expect we would. Yeah, and 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 once we start funneling those guys, those people down to the big men, um, we we're definitely going to see his worth. And he and and you know, like you said, money. Glad we have him on our team right now. <laughs> and it, it didn't even cost the same thing. No, it didn't cost the same thing. Matt, uh, you're still with us here. Uh, Lakers got Drummond. The Nets just keep signing players. Now I remember years past the Clippers kept doing that. Every year they'd sign another player and another player and another player. And I, I didn't understand how they had that much room on the roster. I'm not too worried about money, uh, but I'm just wondering how he had that much room on the roster. Um, does Drummond? scare you at all for the Lakers? Does it make a difference or not really? You're just worried about what the Clippers have to do. Play forward, which is what he wants to do. So um, I think uh, that hurts us. And uh, I mean, Zubac is a better step up, uh, but you know, <laughs> I don't, it doesn't help us. That's for sure. Zubac, that's a tall task. Yeah, it's a tall task, but um, Zoo's got it in him. He's got that internal fortitude. All right. So, you know, but, we, yeah, that was a huge signing. I mean, so before I go to Clubhouse, because I want to ask their opinion, I noticed that you're highlighting all former Lakers. I mean, I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> Zubat, J. West, you know, I'm just saying. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and uh, uh, Lou, 
Lou, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Lou, Lou, those are some of my favorite. Look, you know, I mean, I like Norm Nitson when uh, he got traded for Byron Scott. So, um, you know. That's but, okay because uh, we love Lamar Odom, so that's not a problem. <laughs> we'll share that with right. you. All right, hey. let's, let's go to, to uh, let's go to the Los Angeles Lakers fan club on Clubhouse and see what they have to say in regards to Sunday Drummond Money Mike. You are in control. Go ahead. All right, hey, let's hear from Doctor Randy. What do you think? What's going on? How are you doing, guys? Well, we're good, man. What Thanks, Doctor Randy. Sorry, I didn't even hear a question. Oh, <laughs> no, we, we were talking about uh, Drummond coming to the Lakers. What do you, what do you think about them, uh, about Drummond, and how it's going to affect us to win the championship? Well, we did, we did need someone in the center. You know, uh, AD doesn't really want to play that position, and, and that's fine with us because Andre is going to give us the rebounds. We primarily got him for the rebounds. Um, anyone who thinks we got him for defense doesn't really understand uh, the Laker team. Um, but, you know, his average is like 15 and 15. So, and then also you have about averaging four offensive rebounds. So, if you, you know, if, even if we miss, right, uh, you know, he's going to average all these offensive rebounds. And so he's going to give us more touches. Great, great. Hey, so, Rue, let me ask you. So, uh, you know, I pop, hopped on Clubhouse when LeBron got hurt, and you were a little down that day. Yeah, I, I, I'm assuming you feel better with Drummond, with Drummond uh, signing today, right? You know what? Um, yeah, it was a little rough that day, but uh, Dr. Marco definitely walked me back from the ledge. So thanks. <laughs> Shout out to him. Thank you, Dr. Marco Nunez. Beautiful. Yes, uh, and definitely, yeah, um, definitely Drummond signing definitely eases my worries. Looking now, Marco. <laughs> it definitely eases my worries um, because, you know what, um, we have someone who can um, step in in the 80s absence, and when he comes back, we have someone who can, you know, bang with the centers um, and relieve that pressure off Anthony Davis. Uh, and also we get a third option in, well, I guess fourth with Trez in the center rotation. Yep. Um, him and Mark have uh, their skill sets don't overlap. Uh, I think they bring different um, dynamics and wrinkles to the Lakers. Um, Mark with his playmaking, and then um, Drummond with his rebounding. And obviously, um, AD is just an all-around player. He's just a dog all around. So yeah, it definitely eased my mind having him come it, to the Lake Show. It is great now, guys. Now, now again, you mentioned Pat that. Um, some people say he's washed up. I just, want, I just want to run some numbers here. We mentioned, you know, 17 and, and such, but uh, for his career, he's 14.6 points, 53.8%, 13 rebounds. But the last three years, 17.5 points, 53% field, go field goals and uh, rebounds 13. So he's actually picked up his points. That doesn't sound washed to me. Man, that's what I'm, that's what is is funny about that narrative. How you know because he was on the buyout, you know, and because he was available for you know basically the bargain bin. Um, it, it, it almost feel like since no one traded for him, he doesn't have you know you know value because they didn't want to give up the asset for him. But like you know, Clubhouse was saying, you know, we have somebody that's going to make sure that, and I said that earlier about the rebounding and, and that's one thing that's really critical about the, our team and our team makeup. If you look at points in the paint, second chance points, those, those were like highlighted big time this year because we were missing a, a, a presence in the middle him. He gets in, he steps in, he gives us that 
in droves. And I believe big body. You know, he's he's not going to be getting banged around. Uh, we it's going to be one and done. And then we're going to go ahead and control the game like we usually do. So it's going to be interesting um, to see how quickly he uh, acclimates. But one thing you can know about uh, uh, LeBron James uh, led team, I mean, camaraderie and and. And, seem to and, bring and, in new players chemistry. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't really take long for everybody to get together on the same page. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would agree with that definitely. Um, money. Yeah. What do you think? You know, I think it's I think it's great that we have them because the Nets were doing everything they can to to try to come back us to the Lakers and, and try to claim their title. Um, you know, they got LaMarcus Aldridge. I'm happy. <laughs> I'm happy they got <laughs> you know, I'm happy that he didn't even try to think about coming over here based on history. We don't want him because, number one, <laughs> he left Portland, said that our presentation was trash, and then went over to San Antonio and didn't do anything. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, at that point, I'm remembering, you know, what he said. So go over to, to the Nets to try to beat us because we still have a better team. Let me uh, just want another thing I want to go ahead and put that has been bothering me. Um, so, okay, remember last year how, like, you know, LeBron traded for AD, got AD. Mm-hmm. LeBron can't win without, any, you know, a big superstar with him. He can't win. He can't do any of this yeah, stuff, right? Yeah. I, you know, I think I've <laughs> even heard about this on, on this show. Uh, on this show. Yeah, LeBron's great, like, right, man. Okay, so, so I hear a lot of people talking about <laughs> still, how, like, still being good. A, 36, yeah. a 36-year-old guy needing all the help to win rings. Now, MVP, man. now, now, we have um, – <laughs> we have KD over there, 32 years old. He got Harden. He needs Harden. He needs Kyrie. He needs Blake Griffin. He needs, you know what I'm saying? He needs, uh, uh, now we got Lamar Aldridge. Anybody that's available, come to the Nets. <laughs> but we ain't saying anything about him needing all that help. But I just love the way that the, the goalposts are always moved around, especially it gets magnified when it's the Lakers. But when there's a LeBron James involved, fools always want to make up narratives and try to switch up when the thing doesn't work out in their own favor. And I just think that's hilarious that the Nets are getting everything and everyone's like, well, the, late, the Nets are supposed to, you know, they're supposed to win the championship or they, you know, they're not looking at the fact that somebody is needing a whole squad to go ahead and <laughs> go against a two. whole army of all stars. It's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> and, you, and, and, and fools, and, and now you understand why fools were shook if the, at the prospect of Kawhi Leonard coming to the Lakers because it would have been a wrap and it wouldn't matter what you would have done. You would have got your super teams. We would have smashed on them. But I just think it's funny that when it comes to the Lakers, everybody got something to say, but they all quiet as church mouses when it comes to, you know, because they just want to see the Lakers lose at whatever it takes. Yeah. And let me go to clubhouse. Hey, Alan, what do you think about what Stat Pat said about the Nets trying to, trying to, you know, combat the success? I think right now, you know, it's kind of an arms race, you know. Um, these these guys, Blake Griffin and uh, LaMarcus, you know, they're at the later half of their careers and they're trying to make sure that they're not one of those stars that don't end up without a championship. Um, but, you know, it's hard to blame them. They they want the ring, they want to ensure it, and they want, they want to make it so that KD and Kyrie and Harden, you know, kind of lead them to that promised land. But at this point, as a Laker fan, I feel like, you know, it is it is really frustrating looking at them, but I think we got to worry about ourselves and what we can get. You know, we got one more roster spot, and we got to worry about ourselves. And uh, this is what I got to say. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Alante, let's hear from you. I, I think that um, the Nets, I feel like they're stacking the deck. 
when when they signed Lamarcus Aldridge, I'm thinking, okay, LeBron is 36. Okay, we ready. <laughs> so I'm I'm really just anxious to see um, our AD squared tandem defensively. I feel that. Um, I, I just like that. Like I like that. Did you, did you just make that up, man? I like that. I like that AD squared right there, man. Hey, I'm gonna give you some props if you made that up, man. You, hey, hey, you might take my job right now, but for real, that, that was, that was kind of slick how you said it right now. But hey, that's, I'm gonna write that down. Right, AD squared. Write that down, bro. For sure. Yeah. Go, go for it. I'm, like, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> no, but I just think that us adding um, Andre Drummond it just solidifies our roster. So we don't have Trez playing the five anymore. You know what I'm saying? I feel like Trez against a lot of fours in the league. I like that matchup. So I'm just really anxious to see us get healthy right now. Um, right now we, we're in a fight. So we're going to keep getting better. Um, and I think that um, we'll see what happens, man. We ready for it. Let's go. We ready now. Right? Future's bright. Future's yeah. bright for the That's Lakers. It. We need to get our players healthy. We just need to get back at full strength and – we're looking pretty good. The rest of the league is just looking up at the Nets and the Lakers. And I think everyone's going to laugh at the Nets because I don't think they're going to put it together that quick. Uh, let's get Matt back in here really quick. Uh, <laughs> Matt, I know we're talking about Lakers here. What are your thoughts? But here's my, okay, so here's my question. All right. So who's the Rambus on this team? The enforcer. Who's going to be the enforcer? I would say yeah, who's the, 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 the guy that's going to like. And this is what's wrong, I think, right now with a lot of these. these like, who? Where, where was Rambus? Because it was no Rambus, no rings. And who's the guy that's going to be do the dirty work? I, I would say Montrez or more or more. I, I Trez is probably the person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trez. But he's way more talented than Rambus was. <laughs> <laughs> and we love Superman. <laughs> we love Clark Kent. Clark Clark Kent. He wasn't no Superman, bro. He was Clark Kent, bro. Right, well, you know. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, we think we'll be okay. I don't know. It depends who we're playing against, right? I mean, if you look at the playoffs last year, we took our bigs out and ended up playing small against Houston in the last three rounds of the playoffs. So, um, you know, it really depends. But against Denver, We've got some bigs. We can take some fouls against the Joker. Uh, against and, uh, Clippers don't really have a big we're, we're really concerned with, I don't believe. right? No. Who else out there has a big that we're really concerned with that, that might make it into the Western Conference? There's really... You know what's crazy? I mean, the Utah Jazz in the first place. Yeah. They have a go bear, and nobody's Nobody worried concerned. about them. No, no one's even talking about <laughs> Nobody it. even talking no about it. No even talking about it. Matt didn't even, even bring up. He Matt, even, Matt, you, you, the Clippers could get past Utah, right? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I mean, they better. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm looking forward to, you know, well, when we match up, I think we'd match up in the second round. If Right now, it's, we're two and four, right? Yeah. So yeah. Second round matchup. All right. Well, you're hoping for that. Yeah. We'll yeah. see. We'll see. <laughs> Matt, we want to thank you so much for joining our show tonight. Thank we you. really appreciate it. It's it awesome that awesome, you man. shared your story. We're glad you're willing to do that. We will definitely keep up with you. And you know, uh, Lakers Clippers this weekend. So we're going to be thinking about you on April 4th. That's for sure. All right, pro- plenty of room on the Clippers bandwagon. If, uh, oh, no, okay, and, yeah, well, you know, it, it will continue brother. to be. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Thank you so much, Matt. You have a Thanks great night. Right. Come on, you were great. You. Great sport. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Oh, what a great guy. <laughs> okay. um, so, yeah, he shares some great story. You know what, though? It really does seem like uh, similarities between Matt and Clipper Daryl being that 
they resonated mm-hmm. with the actually the difficulties that the the Clippers mm-hmm. have mm-hmm. and and trying to overcome those and you know that's a strong emotion you can respect it I mean, yeah my, absolutely my only rule is don't come back that's it. <laughs> that's, that's my so only rule. I, yeah and I I can understand it I mean because like look I mean a lot of, a lot of you know from L A um, so a lot of people I think when they talk about just the city of L A and the perception of L A I think they get L A people that are from the natives from LA than yep. with Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And I think the Hollywood versus the LA persona, I mean, they look at it in the same thing with the Lakers and Clippers. You know, they, they, they think that the Clippers are the more of the, the gritty, um, mm-hmm. um, you know, like you said, the underdog, yeah. and you, you have a, basically you have showtime with the Lakers. The problem yep. with that argument is it's like, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's once you have a team with the Lakers and they've been through so much and they win so much and, and, and it's generational. I mean, I don't give a damn how gritty or, you know, what the narratives are. Most people in L.A. is going to be Laker fans um, and it should be. Should be. I mean, yeah, want, it's just if you want a, be, a better last <laughs> year, be, exactly. better basketball enjoying <laughs> experience, you know, you want to be a Laker fan. So. Um, shout out to all those Clipper fans out there that's, you know, that's actually, keep, you know, yeah. and keeping the lights on for the hey, Staples Center. I'll tell you one thing, man. That rent, that rent is due. There's one thing that the Clippers have something better than the Lakers. Their DJ is amazing. DJ Dents. DJ. <laughs> yeah, but we don't, don't have a DJ. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. We, we, don't, have, we don't need a DJ. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm I, I just being positive. Hey, man. And then you walk up into that place and the lights are like bright. Now you go like, they turn them things down. <laughs> you know what they saying? turn them things down. Yeah, but well, you know, yeah, they don't want you. They're trying to blind you because there's Bro, nothing to see up top. Right? They're doing way too they're much over there. Nothing to see up top. All right, guys. Uh, we, <laughs> we lost the NBA, the Lakers, the whole basketball community lost another legend. Recently, we're going to go ahead and touch base on that. Going to get back to Clubhouse and see what they feel about that. But first, we're going to pay one more bill. You are watching the Profanity Nation podcast, the voice of the professional fan with Money Mike, Stat Pat, and Simsta. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. A podcast for the fans, by the fans. Dive deep into the topics the other shows miss, raw and uncensored. And he's going to play team ball. His legacy is at stake. Rare, hard-hitting interviews with players, coaches, and you, the super fans. I'm not hating. I'm like, okay, cool. Three championships in five years. He's more than good, bro. Profanity Nation. Listen live or subscribe on your favorite podcast platform powered by jesse brown of keller williams all right everybody thanks for sticking with us that wasn't too bad again we are the profanity nation podcast voice of the professional fan and we're going to get right to it guys okay so uh, before we go to clubhouse let's just lead into this uh the laker family the nba family and all the basketball family lost another legend uh we lost elgin baylor uh, just an incredible player, incredible Laker. Incredible. Uh, he was associated with the Clippers as well for some amount of time until mm-hmm. he decided to sue Donald Sterling. Um, but, Do you have uh, a win? I'm not sure, but we'll stick to good okay. stories here okay, for Elgin great. today. Uh, Stat, uh, tell us a little bit. You had had mentioned one specific year that was just ridiculous in 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 Elgin's career, and, and just fill us in a little bit about yeah, Elgin, um, so. just. You know, one thing, shout out to, I mean, anybody that's a Laker fan, you got to give respect to, you know, Elgin Baylor. For the simple fact that he was the one that was taking it on the chin when the Lakers were not sexy. Mm-hmm. Like, when the Lakers were just, like, the stepchildren of the Celtics. For those that pretty much that whole decade, he would just come up to the work, put in his 30-some-odd points, 
15 some odd rebounds and go, and go right back home without a ring. You know what I'm saying? And so he's done that consistently. And 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 one of the years that he actually was just balling out of control was the 62 MVP uh, race. Now, I got some numbers here. And That's I don't even incredible. know. First of all, the winner of the 62 MVP was um, was Bill Russell. Okay, and he, what are and, those numbers? Now, Bill Russell had some great numbers. Now, Bill Russell um, – Russell, uh, he had 18 points a game and 23 rebounds. That's, that's, those that's are great. Crazy number. Got it. Crazy, are, right? Outstanding. So the fifth place uh, person that was a uh, fifth place uh, in the vote getting was uh, Jerry West. He only had 30 points uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, set, uh, eight rebounds a game with four and um, five assists. The fourth is our man, uh, Elgin Baylor. He came in there with a measly 38 points a game and a 19 rebounds. We'll go with that. Oh, man. Third, um, we got the big O, and I guess he was the little O that year because he only averaged a 30-point triple-double with 30 points, 12 rebounds, and 11 assists. And the Big Dipper was not the Big Dipper at that point, I guess, because his 50 points and 25 rebounds Averaging. wasn't enough. For to him win, to win the to MVP. overcome Bill Russell's Bill 18. Russell 9. won the MVP with 19 points and 23 rebounds, and that still got to make anybody that was alive in '62 as a Laker fan mad as hell. Because it ain't no way in the world that I'm, I'm not the smart man, but 50 points is bigger than 18, 18 points, and 25 points is bigger than 23 points. Yeah. I mean, so you know, <laughs> just going by straight man numbers, I mean, this is what it is. And so Elgin Baylor. Baylor in that year going 38 points, 19 rebounds, and killing it for the Lakers. And really being that the first, I would say, the first superstar, the first person in a set, you know, in uh, as a small four to be able to do what he did. I mean, a lot of people behind after him modeled their game after him. Uh, you, you talk to um, Dr. J. Yep. He talks about how he was influenced yep. by uh, Elijah Baylor. That's Jordan. what Kobe said. Um, you, his game was so – you could look at his old, his game, and his game was just nice back then. I mean, so smooth. really smooth. And so, anyway, we want to shout out him and being the first mega uh, superstar for the Lakers and holding it down as much as he did for us. And, um, and I'm so happy that we were able to win the championship for him because, you know, in 72 he wasn't able to uh, participate. Um, for but we were able to go ahead and do it for him and uh, get that you know get that ring. So I'm so I'm happy about you know happy about that. Um, and um, we just want to celebrate the life and rest in peace. Absolutely. Let's go to Clubhouse. Well, you know what? Let's hang on a sec. Yep. Let's go to Clubhouse really quick. There's a timeout of the game. Let's go to Clubhouse and see uh, if anybody has anything to share about Elgin Baylor. Money Mike, you're in control. Hey, let's talk, talk to Mike. What, you have any thoughts about Elgin Baylor? Uh, condolences to the family. I uh, obviously didn't get a chance to watch him. Uh, we had a bit before my time, uh, but uh, once a Laker legend, always a Laker legend. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, he definitely was. Um, you know, he 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 transformed the game before people actually knew what it was. Before you know? they even knew where it was right. Going. So you know, the, Kobe said it best. He said before there was. Uh, before there was Kobe, I mean, I'm sorry, before there was Dr. J and Jordan, there was Elgin Baylor. Exactly. Uh, Alante, do you have any thoughts? Yeah, just share my condolences. And um, Elgin, Elgin Baylor was like the first superstar, you know, coming out of um, the great, the, the state of the Great Lakes into Los Angeles. He was the first one that really put us on that stratosphere in L.A., you know, so um, my condolences, man, and and um, it, 
it was just fun. Um, the times we're in are just crazy right now. Yeah, we keep losing uh, superstars and legends at, right. a, at a pretty quick rate here. Um, but, uh, you know, Elgin Baylor really, he, like he said, he changed the game. He was a legend, one of the first Lakers legends. Of course, there was George Mikan, but now we're, we're getting into some L.A. business here. Um, and again, he was an executive for the Clippers, so he didn't just play and leave. He was an executive. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, everyone knows Jerry West's name as an executive, and rightfully so. But Elgin was there as well and doing mm -hmm. some great work, and he was involved with the Clippers, stayed in L.A., Mm -hmm. Maybe not with the Lakers, but stayed in L.A., mm -hmm. right. um, stayed local and, you know, kept it there. So, OK, hey, let's pause for a minute. We got five seconds left. Right, Lakers up go. by three. He better not make that. Nope. OK, Game. get the rebound. Lakers. Lakers win. Lakers All right, Clubhouse. All right, guys. Sorry, Hopefully sorry. there was no time delay. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Like, you guys were oh, like, I'm sorry, you guys. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're talking about this as professional hey, fans. I apologize. Really got amateur hour over yeah. here. Come on, man. I apologize. Okay, let me ask Ruth. Did I break a rule? I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't do that again, dude. Yeah, you definitely uh, spoiled this for me. Um, but it's okay. <laughs> Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know if you guys are seeing. I don't know if you guys are seeing that. Um, West, West just us. went down. Yeah, we did see that. Yeah, but, but money That's doesn't want to ruin that part. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got a little. You know, we, right. we're, we're doing the show live. I apologize. All right, well, that was money, Mike. I apologize. That was money, Mike. Hey. We, we love you, Clubhouse. You guys can bash yeah, please, him. Please invite us back. Yeah, you can bash him really quick. Uh, please continue to listen. We are going to uh, get to something really important. You literally did the play button. Yeah, I'm sorry. What were you thinking about? You know what? I was excited. It's okay. It's okay. Two in a row. It's okay, dude. Where's the knuckles? Smack, smack. Okay. Uh, let's get to something really important that we weren't able to get to last week, guys. Uh, Step Hat, uh, it is Women's History Month. Uh, this is our last opportunity to recognize this. And uh, we were going to recognize someone last week, but we ran out of time. So please just kind of inform us a little bit about who our topic is on. Yeah, um, so this one is actually a really good one. Um, uh, a lot of people that watch you know, the women's basketball or for a while, a long time, would know the name of Ann Myers Drysdale. Um, mm -hmm. And so... And Myers, you know, was, I mean, you look at her story and you, and you hear all the things that she did and she accomplished. It's, it's just crazy. She was the first woman to get a full ride, um, to a scholarship. They were only wow. given partial scholarships. They were not given full four year scholarships and she got one to UCLA. Um, she also was the first, um, person in the history of the NCAA, uh, to get a quadruple double. Wow. It's only happened one <laughs> other time. And, and so she was. Is that male, female? Or male, uh, both. Oh, male man. She was the only one. She's and a baller. So yeah. she, she off, off that, she uh -huh. did it. Um, she was uh, a silver medalist. Um, and then also one thing that I've, when I was doing some research on her, didn't realize that she was tried out for the Indiana Pacers. She tried out for the team. Wow. She made the first round of cuts, though. That's the crazy thing she about it. it. Like, she wasn't like she was coming in and then they cut her. She actually made the first round, though. Yeah. And she was going to, you know, she made the last round. And, of course, she didn't make it. But, you know, they kept her around a little bit. Um, she then went on to be, a, a, you know, a commentator. You seen her um, commentate. Yeah. Uh, she was actually working with the Pacers for a little bit. Um, and then one other thing, I don't, I mean, everyone hears the Drysdale name. So sure. we all, anybody from LA, Laker, I mean, Dodger Don, fans, we Don know Drysdale. who Don Drysdale is. Well, they actually got married 
um, the first time in the history, I guess, of sports that we had two players, I mean, two, uh, a husband couple, a husband and wife, both in uh, the uh, Hall of Fame of their respective, uh, respective sports. So you got Don Drysdale Jr., which is basically, you know, the kid. And he's like, like what are you kidding me? My yeah, mom is not Ann Myers. My dad is Don Drysdale. So, awesome. you know, wanted to shout out to Ann Myers because, I mean, she was a trailblazer when it comes to the women's game of basketball. She really puts it. I mean, anybody that talks, you know, about her name. And the fact that she was killing it at UCLA, you know, I mean, you, UCLA now is an Elite Eight. So, you know, exactly. all the Bruins stand up. You know, your girl is, uh, you know, been, ball, been blazing the trail. So um, just want to go ahead and, like I said, shout out Andra- and, and Myers Drosdale. Beautiful. Uh, she exemplifies everything that we're recognizing yeah. in Women's History Month. I think it's dope that she tried out for the Pacers that is and, and, and made the first yeah. cut. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly. my favorite part. Yeah. Her. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. Uh, okay. This is one of our favorite parts of the show. Every week. <laughs> now, if money doesn't already put his foot in his mouth sometimes we're gonna go ahead and give him one more shot clubhouse here this is the the segment that we all love called money mike's out of bounds now money mike oh is God. gonna go ahead and share a topic I and his Yago opinion well, first Yago. of all they're gonna say hell yeah he's out of bounds yeah because he's already messed it up for us exactly. oh yeah exactly <laughs> Wait, okay. out of bounds. so, so, so I'm, I'm gonna go we're gonna go to three we're gonna go to three people in clubhouse okay we're gonna hold on three random people but you know what i think everybody's gonna agree with me right okay here we go money mike's out of bounds all right, so everybody knows that there are certain stadiums that are allowing people to come into the arenas. Well, the, the, I don't know if you guys heard about what happened in New York. There was a guy named, well, his Twitter handle was DJ Ness NYC. He walked in um, <laughs> Master Square Garden with a sweatshirt that said Ban Dolan on it. <laughs> okay. And um, security came to up to him within five minutes of the start of the game. And it let him know that that was offensive. That was considered to be offensive, and they, and they kicked him out. Well they, well, they didn't kick him out. I went to the whole story. They offered him another shirt that would not be that would be less offensive, that where he could stay for the game, and he refused. Yeah. And then they end up kicking him out because it was offensive and it was private property. They trespassed him and all that. Now he put all this on Twitter, right? So this guy went bought a ticket, right? That says a hundred bucks, hundred fifty bucks. Bought a ticket. Five minutes in the game, has this offensive shirt, quote unquote, and then he films it and complains about how he spent his hard-earned money for the game. I'm, I'm am I out of bounds for thinking he knew that was going to happen? And and it he, sounds like a setup to me, right? So am I out of bounds for him to act like he, you know, he, you you're playing victim or something that you knew was going to happen and knew that you was going to film it so that way everybody in the world could see what happened. Am I out of bounds to say, come on, man, you you knew that's exactly what you got, exactly what you wanted. Let's go straight to Clubhouse with that money. Who do you got? All right, let's see. Uh, Shay, what do you think? Am I out of bounds or you think he knew? Not at all. I think you're inbound. If you're going to come in and you have an offensive shirt, I mean, you're going to get kicked out. So you're inbounds. I am with you all the way. Oh, thank money. you, thank you. No hey, wonder he likes this room. So well, yeah, they're amazing. Hey, Jeremy, <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy, what do you think? Oh, yeah, I think that's just wrong, man. Like you shouldn't be allowed to do that. <laughs> right there, you go. So, I'm, hey, yeah. two out of three, yeah, right? Two out of three. Yeah, that's good. Okay, okay. Uh, hang on. Can can I ask a question here? Sure, go ahead. I would like to ask a question here to the the uh, Los Angeles Lakers fan club in Clubhouse. Okay, guys, girls, what if you wanted to wear a band Jim Bus shirt in the bad years? 
Would you have wanted to kicked out if you said fire Jim Buss on your shirt or something along those lines? Because he was terrible. It's complete, it's I, I complete, would have wanted to at least know that I had the right to do that if I wanted to do that. It's, probably, probably, it's completely disrespectful, though. It, but it's not obscene. Mm-hmm. It's it's not cursing. It's not a threat. It's just a thought. Okay, so Simpson's calling causing trouble. Hey, uh, <laughs> hey, Chris, Crispy, what do you think about Simpson? If, if somebody would say ban Jim Bus in the Lakers years when we weren't good. You think that's cool? Nah, it's never cool to slander um, anybody that's in the management level at all. Um, from my personal opinion, I don't think it's cool. All right, so I'm going to take that as he's your in with you. All right. Uh, that's three, what do you think? Three and oh. uh, Yeah, um, you're in balance today, man. I actually uh, agree with that. Now, now, now I'll say this, though. <laughs> okay, because first of all, the man knows he's, going, he, he's, he's doing it to incite. We right. already know that. So he's coming in there. It's kind of like that shirt that somebody had. I would not say uh, the name. <laughs> we're not going to talk about we're that. Not, okay, we're, we're not, not going to talk about the, that. The, the, there's a shirt going around that says LeBron was not the, not the goat, and he was, and it had three and six on it. You know, for the E was the three, and the six was, mm-hmm. I guess, with the B. So I guess it was like LeBron is not the goat. It had that. Now there were people walking around the the, the stable center in that shirt. Mm-hmm. You know, and and should they get banned? Should they get banned? I don't know. Just get banned. Um, at the same time, you know, there might be some people that want to talk to him. I'm not. I'm just. I'm just saying that. You know, you, who, who you, did that? I'm just gonna say. You know what, Dolan? Don't so, be an asshole. But that's what you are, though. Stop being see, an the, asshole. But, but, Start treating your team with some respect, okay. and people will not worry right. about banning but, you. You know, but you know, we had Jim Bus, and he was, you know, uh, doing his thing. But at the same time, I, I agree uh, that we don't want to just go ahead and bash management because then guess what? Then all of a sudden management actually gets their stuff together. And now we're going to pretend like we didn't wear that shirt. Oh, and we've been there oh, all around. It. It's, it's like that you see friend. What I'm it's that hey, friend, the show's over. It's that friend who breaks up I'm with his girlfriend you, and you talk bad about over. her and then they get back together hey, and now it's awkward. The show's and, over. And now you in, now you're in the house. Yeah, there you go. I gotcha. Exactly. I gotcha. I hope LeBron gets well soon. Absolutely. Everybody on Clubhouse, thank you so much. We absolutely love having you being part of our show. Thank you again. Money Mike. Stat Pat, Simsta for the Profanity Nation podcast, Voice of the Professional Fan. We need all Lakers fans and Clippers fans to get out for this weekend because it is a Lakers versus Clippers uh, game this weekend, and that's huge. We need to win this. I don't care who. I don't care who is mm-hmm. healthy or not. We need to win this game. There's no excuse. Game. Yeah, Lakers, Lakers stand for we got to go. Got to go. Okay, we're going to stick around on Clubhouse. If you guys, uh, after the show ends, if you guys want to join us, we'll stick around on Clubhouse for a few minutes. You guys can uh, say your piece and uh, scream at me, Simsta, for saying what I said, or definitely uh, get your frustrations out on uh, Money Mike, the the broadcaster there yeah, for the game. Yeah, terrible. All right, as usual, again, thank you, everybody. Profanity Nation podcast voice, the professional fan here every single Sunday at 8.30 p.m. on Facebook, YouTube, and, of course, now Clubhouse, as well as other stations. Thank you. A podcast for the fans, by the fans. Dive deep into the topics the other shows miss, raw and uncensored. And he's going to play team ball. His legacy is at stake. Rare, hard-hitting interviews with players, coaches, and you, the super fans. I'm not hating. I'm like, okay, cool. Three championships in five years. He's more than good, bro. Profanity Nation. Listen live or subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. 
platform. Powered by Jesse Brown of Keller Williams. Hey guys, you got to check out the Pure Life Alternative Wellness Center. It's a family-owned and operated pre-ICO, Prop D compliant, and recreational collective serving Chatsworth, the San Fernando Valley, and the surrounding Los Angeles areas. They offer discounts for all our veterans and seniors 55 plus, as well as first-time patient and referral discounts. You can order online at purelifesfv.org. That's purelifesfv.org.